0: Hello and welcome to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about upcoming events, this podcast, and for other resources, visit candygibs.com.
1: Well, welcome to the podcast today, and I'm so excited about today's topic and our guest today. Um, my good friend Julie Sims is here, and we're gonna talk about. Issues that are very near and dear to both of our hearts at this particular season. And we're just super blessed that you would give us some time and share your wisdom with us. Um, A scripture that I um, have just thought about over and over as I considered what I wanted to talk to Julie about today is Psalm 127.4. And it says, as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of our youth. And I can't wait for us to glean some of the incredible wisdom that Julie has as we talk about her beautiful family and just the calling that the Lord has had on her life. Um, And as a mom, that never ends, but we definitely have seasons. Right, right. And our responsibilities and the specific way that the Lord uses us with our children maybe changes a little bit. So, tell us, Julie, just a little bit about you and your family, and then we're going to dive into Empty Nesting.
0: All right. All right. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to get to be a part of this podcast. Um, My husband and I, Brian, we have been married 34 years, and unbeknownst to us, we ended up with six kids. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I bet you know how you ended up with them. But yes, yeah, somehow. Six
0: kids. Somehow. Somehow. Wasn't the original plan. Uh, but, so we have uh, three sons and we have three daughters. Okay. Which I love yes. because um, I call it my six pack, and each of them are their own flavor. And so, like, I've got a root beer, I've got a ginger ale, I've got a wild cherry, (laughs) you know, a Diet Coke. And so, and and that, I think, is part of the fun of the parenting. And, you know, like the arrows. I love that verse, and that's a verse I pray, um, is that when you get arrows, they don't all go in the same direction. No, they don't. They do not.
1: No, they don't. As
0: much as you wish you could shoot and and, uh, bullseye them every time and go, oh, man, high five, I hit that. um, They... Are each made to go in their direction. That's right. And you'd better let them go in their direction because that's really of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so your job as a parent really is to, is to steward and to help them see for themselves you know what, I see this gifting in you, yeah. or I see uh, this trade in you, or, um, you know, and to not force them into any particular guidance for sure. But like Cheney, our last one, uh, she just entered college. And since a child, we have always seen a business mindset. The girl has entrepreneur in her. Mm-hmm. And it's been all along. Right. And so, you know, so she's going to college and she's going to study economics. It's like, Cheney, that's a great fit for you. We have seen that trait since childhood. Right. Right. And so is she likely to be successful? Mm. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. she's going to be on the right track. And that's it right. may look different in the end, but she's in the right vein of what her gifting is. Right. And so that's what we're looking for in each of our kids is, okay, where's where's your gifting? You know, Jessica has been in communications, and, and she's a great communicator, and so she has found careers that have fit along that. And each one of them, you know, the arrow goes the way it should. That's right, and that's... Just right in line with the scripture saying, train them in
1: the way they should go. Mm -hmm. And they don't all go the same way. And as a parent, it's part of our job to figure out what those giftings are and then give them every opportunity that we can to help them be successful. And you guys have done Mm -hmm. such an incredible, incredible job of that. Um, We both, Julie and I, are just... Weeks to days into a empty nest. Yes. 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 And um, <laughs> I want Julie to share, she was just sharing with us um, about what her conversation was with Dr. Brian when they got in the car
0: after dropping <laughs> Chaney off. Uh, I may be starting something, ladies, so just (laughs) just bear with me. Um, So we dropped Cheney off, and I'm driving home, and I'm thinking, you know, I just finished 30 years. I'm wrapping up a 30-year career of full-time parenting. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at my husband in the car, and I said, "Um, I kind of would like a retirement party, or like a Rolex or a plaque. I said, (laughs) there needs to be some kind of acknowledgement. And he immediately said, well, no. And I said, why? He said, well, because you never stop parenting and i thought yeah but but i'm ending a season of a very specific career mm-hmm. and so the next morning he got up and i told him i said you know what we talked about yesterday i'm not kidding <laughs> <laughs> party time. I, I am Yes, got something to celebrate i said because when you wrap up your career there will be an acknowledgement of your achievements as a physician mm-hmm. and i think that women you know moms We are not given that same honor and acknowledgement when we wrap up. That's right. And, and, you know, there's no high-five, no butt slap, no nothing. Nothing. That's right. And I just was like, and I told him, I said, I have been as professional and taken this as seriously as you have your career. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he sicked my daughter and new daughter-in-law on it, and there's going to be a party and a celebration. That is so good. Yeah. And I I just think that, I hope that whole idea catches on of, yes, Mm -hmm. you know, a celebration of of finishing a season like you said and I am so I'm excited to have finished it and but I'm I am just as excited as what the Lord has for me in the future. Uh-huh. I'm like I'm ready to ready go ready to go. Ready. That is so good. Yeah.
1: You know I hear have have heard over the years so many women say things like as they're entering the emptiness season, I feel like my identity has been in my children. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking a lot about that because I don't feel like my identity has been in my children, but I feel like a lot of my calling to this point has been as a mother. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's bad. I think when the Lord gives us children, he intends for you to take it pretty seriously and it becomes a huge part of your time and your emotion and your mental energy and all of that. And so when it changes, it isn't that your identity is in your children, Mm -hmm. but you now have time, emotion, energy to steer in a different direction. And there's a little bit of a transition there, Uh, but we can be hopeful about the future while we're transitioning from appreciating and celebrating this last season. So I'm excited, too, about going forward, but I will say that it has been quite emotional. Really? Uh, Yes. And I think, for me, a big part of it was teenage years are extremely busy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going from one event to the next event to the next event, and it isn't a slow fading. It is an immediate stop from very, very busy to very, very quiet. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's made me a little bit uncomfortable. So you're 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 dealing with. That. I think my husband is struggling more with the quiet than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I feel, I felt like a huge burden was lifted off of me. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited about really finally getting some one-on-one time with my husband. Oh yeah. That I'm I'm super excited about that. Yeah. And so, but I see him and I. He I think is more so than me, um, really going, Man, it's quiet around here. And I'm going, Yeah, I know, isn't it great? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think. so so it it may not necessarily be a female a mom trait that oh, yeah. the dads can also be going through it thinking, Well, I kinda miss the kids being around and and, and expecting them to pop in the mm-hmm. door and they don't show up. hmm You a know. And try. so I think that he is he is trans and it may hit me in another week when I go yeah, you're right. It <laughs> is, is quiet. <laughs> but I'm just saying it hasn't hit me quite yet. <laughs> okay. Doesn't mean it won't. But, but, but right I, now, the quiet okay. right now it's okay. more Brian than me. Yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's I, was good. That, I was that ready. Well,
1: you shared something with me mm-hmm. about a week ago that the Lord shared with you about your parenting and kind of how he viewed it uh, like a marathon.
0: Would you share a little bit about that? Yes, that was right after I got home from uh, taking Chaney, and I was, I was washing dishes. He loves to talk to me at that time, and he said, uh, he said, honey, he said, you just finished a marathon, and I thought, yeah, yeah, I did, and he said, um, you know, when you first started this marathon with the first three, first set of three, he said, you know, he said, your shorts were clean, and your, your tennis shoes were wide, and, and the your number on your chest was nice and clean, and he said, uh, And he said, you ran that first marathon, that first half, pretty much in your strength and in your capabilities and what you thought a good mother should be like, he said. But as you continued to run with that second group of three and you were more worn out and you were more tired, um, he said, you exchanged your strength for my perseverance and my wisdom. Mm-hmm. And you ran the second half in wisdom. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, you got about three-quarters of the way through, and you are like every other marathoner thinking, why did I start this? <laughs> this was a terrible idea. <laughs> what was I thinking that I wanted six kids? Yeah. You know, and uh, the, you have those doubts as a mom. Mm-hmm. You know, was I really cut out to be a mom? <laughs> you're, you're hitting those teenage years, and you're really, you have a few doubts going, what cut man i it, it doesn't look like how i thought it. it's harder than i thought and it's longer than i thought and and the grind of it begins to hit you right but then something very supernatural kicks in and he said julie you got a second wind mm-hmm. and i went Yeah, and he said, it's a wind, and I said, yeah, it's the wind of the Holy Spirit that accelerates you and gives you that extra ability to get energized again and to finish well and to cross that line well, and he said, baby, he said, I never expected you to look like you did when you started. He said, "Yeah, your shorts are probably soiled. That's <laughs> right. Your sneakers are worn. They're dirty, and that that number is, is not. Nearly as crisp. There's mud. <laughs> there's mud on it." He said, "But you looked exactly how I expected you to look. Mm-hmm. Y- you didn't. You are exactly how I expected it. But you crossed the line." He said, "That's the main thing I was looking for. Was that you would persevere." and that you would finish well. That's right. And he said, you finished well. Oh, yeah. And I, it was a huge relief because I have beat myself up a fair amount as a mom thinking, I didn't do a very good job. Mm-hmm. I didn't do as good a job with the first three as I did the last three. And that was kind of his permission saying, no, you looked exactly what I expected with those last three. Oh, yeah. And he said, you did not disappoint me. And I needed to hear that. Yeah. I really, really did. That's right. Well, and I think as moms we're hard on
1: ourselves.
0: Oh, Um, terrible. Terrible. (laughs) The whip is in our hands. Yes.
1: And it is every stage. I can remember my kids being newborn and neither, well, Jake, my middle son, he was a terrible sleeper he had colic I don't think he slept all night till he was almost two years old yeah and neither did you no and I (laughs) held him and I slept in the chair and I laid him in my bed but it got to the point where if he wherever however he would sleep praise Jesus you know we can all (laughs) close our eyes for 10 minutes but there were plenty of people who would say, you are spoiling him. Mm. You need to lay him in that crib and let him cry all night if he has to, you know, all of these things. Mm -hmm. So it was just guilt Mm -hmm. upon guilt. And then we moved into, you know, school age and I worked. And so I felt like because I worked that I had to be the room mom and the PTA president and on and on right, and on. Right. But all of it was motivated out of guilt because I never felt like I was doing a good enough job. Mm-hmm. And so then mm-hmm. you get into the college or the adult children phase. And that's something that I want to hear from you on as well because parenting adult children is difficult and it is at least as difficult as toddlers, you know, two-year-olds. Right, right. It's It's a whole different dynamic. Um, but you also gave me another,
0: um, you shared with me a word that the Lord had given you about that as well. I will. Um, but I do want to say, on the while we're on this point, is that... Um, so I asked the Lord, okay, I'm shifting gears here as an empty nester mom. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, you're moving out of the role of parent. He said, you're not parent anymore to these kids.
1: Mm-hmm. They're
0: adults. That's right. He said, you are now taking on the role of consultant. Oh, there you go. And he said, yes. And what you, a great burden a, that is. Much less. Much <laughs> less. Yeah. But, but, and I thought, Yes. Because a consultant does not call their clients and say, hey, I have this wisdom for you. No, the consultant, you go to a consultant when you want advice. That's right. And I think that's a wise admonition to parents to say, you know, let your parent, your kids, your adult children come, come to, to you, you when they want your opinion or advice. Uh, if you'll do that, they'll come more often. Oh, yeah, but that's if you're, true. Yeah, if you're offering it all the time, you know, there comes a point where it's like you're not parent. You must shift gears with them and become in the proper role that you are now. And it is advisor, consultant. That's right. And that's as needed. That's right. And that no more. A, that's exactly right. And no more. Um, I'll sh- I'll share um, a story that happened that that was a precursor to that. Okay. That of, you know, how do you how do you get there? And this was about when our two youngest were. Uh, They were about middle school, uh, maybe freshman in high school. And boy, I was trying to make up for lost ground. Boy, I hadn't gotten enough Bible verses in them. I hadn't gotten enough, and so I had a little flip chart with a daily verse. And so I would try to read that to them as they were rushing, trying to get breakfast down their throats and off to school. And I was trying to slip in a little bit of something, something, a little bit of Jesus before they left. And they were not having it. Uh-huh. They were not having it. They didn't like it. And you could see the, the, uh, kind of against Yes, them, yeah. the resistance, uh-huh. that's the word. And so I finally said, um, I said, well, y'all don't like this, do you? No. <laughs> I went, so they left for school. I went back to my bedroom and I just cried. I just cried. I'm Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible mom. Oh, it, yeah. The whip came out uh-huh. and the Lord said to me, he said, uh, what you're doing is age inappropriate. And he gave me the visual of these teenagers, and uh, I had a baby spoon, and I was still trying to feed them with the baby spoon. He said, "Mm mm-mm. He said, that's offensive to them. Uh Uh-huh. He said, you passed that stage a long time ago, and you're trying to get that little bit of scripture in them with that baby spoon. And he said, if you will put the spoon down, they will get hungry and they will pick up a fork, and they will feed themselves. That's right. And so I shared that at our life group that night, and a man came up to me, and he says, You're absolutely right, Julie. He said, My mom wouldn't put that baby spoon down, and it took me even longer Mm -hmm. to come back and want to have anything to do with uh, my faith. That's right. That's right. And I thought, Well, so that was the end of the morning devotionals. Mm -hmm. The baby spoon was down, and so, you know, and you don't know how long it'll take for them to get hungry. Right. And you have to be patient. You have to be patient. It's not going to take a week or two. Mm, you know, no. I'm several years, years into this, mm-hmm. but I see it coming. Yeah. And and the resistance is gone. And, you know, that they have to come. Um, Brian and I have had many a conversation of, okay, if Jesus does not chase us, you know, does not force or feed you. He does yeah. not. No, he he woos us, and he, but he's he's so gentle about it. And we must be exactly as he is. Yeah, we must, um, we must allow them to have their own journey. And I think that's a huge thing: is let each of your children have their own journey and testimony with the Lord. I just recently was at a a a conference, and a man who was he was in his forties. And he said he had resisted God, resisted, resisted. He was alone in a cabin in the mountains, remote, trying to get away from God. And Jesus literally showed up and said to him, he said, I refuse not to love you. Totally wrecked the man. Oh, I bet so. He had 30 minutes of why he couldn't, why he wasn't good enough. And he says, I, and Jesus kept telling him, I refuse not to love you. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, if God can come to a remote cabin where a man is trying to get away from God and Jesus will still quietly and ever so gently speak a word that says, I refuse not to love you. And all I could think of was, well, God, please come to my child and you have a different phrase that's right for them. Exactly. Your words will be different and it'll hit the target just like it did that man's heart. Oh, yeah. And it was such a huge encouragement to go, you know what? Jesus never stops pursuing. Right. It, but he's so sweet and gentle about it. Mm-hmm. And and as I think about being an adult uh in an adult relationship with my children, I think one of the number one things that Brian and I think about and talk about is is that um we need to be nice people to be around. Oh, yeah. We are very intentional about not guilting or shaming our children about how much time they spend. You know, well, we never hear from you. Mm-hmm. haven't called in a long time. Mm-mm. Yeah. We will not do that. To the best of our ability, we will not. Um... We kind of have a, a phrase that we borrowed from a friend. It's like, well, come when you can. Yeah, that's right. Come come when you can. Yeah. And um, that we're happy to see you when we get the chance. Yes. But and, and then when they show up, man, we wanna be nice people to be around. That's right. We wanna be pleasant. Um, and so we wanna be pleasant. So Brian and I work on our ourselves. And I, I was thinking a lot about, you know, the best the best advice I can give any parent is you work on your relationship with Jesus, because trust me, he'll work on you, mm-hmm. and then you work on your relationship with your spouse. That's right. That is the best gift you can give your kids. Exactly. Absolutely. That you are, that you are in relationship with God, and he is fine-tuning you. He's, he's working on your rough spots, but then you work on your relationship with your spouse so that your kids see what real love looks like. exactly, And that you, we've made a pact, Brian, I've made a pact that we're going to grow old sweet and not sour. Mm -hmm. And we're very intentional about that. We speak kindly to each other. We are affectionate to each other in front of the kids enough to where they go, oh, mom, dad, get a (laughs) room, you know? (laughs) But we're like, no, this gives you security. And I don't care what age it is. This is telling you that mom and dad are good. That's right and so i think that is the two most important things to, to give to build what you need in your family is mm-hmm. we're solid mom mm-hmm. mom and dad are solid and that you know i Brian and i talked and said you know if our kids don't see that marriage is wonderful and fun and enjoyable then why not just shack up with somebody exactly and and I, we will know that we have succeeded as a mom and dad as an example to them when they say, I want what mom and dad have. Exactly. That, that that's, I, I, If theirs is so good, I want what they have. That's right. And yet we want them to have even more than us. So we feel like we're laying the, the flooring, but we want them to build on that and have even more. Because, you know, it's like, all right, don't waste your time on some of our mistakes. Learn past that and go faster. That's right. Get there faster, faster. than what we did. That's exactly right. <laughs> so I I think that's important is to realize you know what if you're not having fun with your spouse if if you're not pleasant with each other they don't want to come around no they don't they really do not it's not if there's if they are walking on eggshells and you feel the mood they don't want to come around it's not comfortable it's not fun it's not enjoyable to be around like you said whose house would you go to and yet there's that obligation well they're my parents Mm -hmm. well kick that out the door oh yeah That's right. Honestly, it's like, come on over. We're making, we're cooking out. Come on over. Come if you can. Come if you can. Come if you can. And we're happy to see you when we can. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Your atmosphere in your home determines how much your children will see you. Absolutely, it does. It does. It does. And even when your kids are still
1: at home Mm -hmm. and they're teenagers, the atmosphere in the house um, is what brings them home earlier in the evening or when they have a better attitude at dinner
0: mm-hmm.
1: it it uh, has a lot to do with the atmosphere between my husband and i so i think you're absolutely right
0: yeah
1: and and something mm. else that i think is important that i've said to my adult kids multiple times is when they come and ask for advice or consultation i trust the holy spirit in you and you may not make the decision that I would make, mm-hmm. but I trust the Holy Spirit in you. And and I do mean that. And that has That's been good. the most freeing thing as a mom <laughs> to just think, you know what? I know the Lord and you know the Lord. Right. And I trust that you're going to listen to him. And even if it looks different than what I envision as your mom, it's between you and the and that has given my kids a lot of confidence to mm-hmm. make decisions on their own
0: and to trust the fact that they do here. Right, right. Because our goal is to raise independent kids that can go off and lead successful lives without the apron strings still attached. Exactly. That, that is our goal. Oh, it is. And it's for their benefit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when, that's when a, a beautiful thing to see in your kids is them to not have to need you. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I have a, a single son, and um, I found myself i'd i go over and watch his dog, and I'd find myself cleaning his house and fixing everything. And I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, if you do this, then he won't need a wife. Exactly <laughs> right, I, you know. <laughs> I, and I was like, whoa, stop. Um, you, I am. I knew it was like I am mothering him. I'm fixing things. I'm doing the. And I thought. Okay, no, 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 no. Because if I take away the need, I'm really hindering him from finding what he really needs. Mm-hmm, that's true. You know, the, the Lord says it's a good thing to find a wife. That's a blessing. It, it's yes, good. Yes, it is. And it doesn't say it's a good thing for a mom to keep hanging around. As, and that's, as, right. As and cleaning sur- that's right. Yes. <laughs> as a up. Yes, as a surrogate. <laughs> as a surrogate. So I, I had to get corrected on that and back off and get in my, again, get in my proper place. Mm-hmm. Adult child, adult son, not his mom. That's not, right. Not mommy anymore. That's right. Not the laundry lady. Yes. And so I I had to get corrected on that. That's right. Wow. Yeah. So many good <laughs> lessons to learn. But what a
1: fun new season of life. Mm-hmm. I think if if you're okay with this, what I would really love for us to do as we close out this this time on the podcast is for you to... Uh, just pray a blessing mm-hmm. like we talked about over moms who are uh, mothers of adult children or entering the emptiness. Mm-hmm.
0: I would love to. Okay. I would Great. love to. Well, Father, Lord, you have designed us to be uh, mothers, to have that sensitivity and that beauty and that grace to be able to take our offspring and to begin to mold and make them into everything that you want them to be. And Father, thankfully, it is not all on us. That's right. It is not all on us. Thank you. And that, Lord, we can lean into you and press into you, and we can trust you with the outcomes. And Father, we must realize that our children are on journeys just like we are, mm-hmm. and that their journey is unique to them, and Lord yeah there's bumps along the road but that's part of the journey if it were a flat plain what a boring journey oh, it would be right. and so when we get some of the rocky stuff and we get some of the the wavy stuff that Father God that's just as beautiful as anything else of it and to know that we'll get past the rocks and we'll get past the waves mm-hmm. and Father God I just I just release over these moms who are entering the final stages of parenting and just say, you ran well. Yes. Mm -hmm. You ran well, and you Mm -hmm. gave it your best, and and your intentions were always for good. That's right. That really is the truth about moms. There's no mom that gets up every day and thinks, what can I do to ruin my kid's day? (laughs) That's right. We (laughs) never think that. No. We wake up going, oh, my gosh, I hope today's a good day. I'm going to do what I can. And that's what you've done. And it is enough. That's true. It's enough. And you will look exactly how you're supposed to look when you cross that line.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you will have run a race. And you will look back and you'll go, man, that was hard. But it was worth every step every mile, every getting up in the middle of the night, waiting for them to return home from a date or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, all of it, the whole thing is beautiful. If you look back on it, the light and the dark and all the different colors of that journey as a mom with that child is a beautiful tapestry. And you must look at that as a masterpiece because that's how he sees it. He sees it as glorious with all of it, all of it. And so, Lord, we bless these moms today as you are working on your marathon or you're crossing the line, wherever you are on that journey, that God is with you, he has always been with you, and that he is there running with you. And he will give you that supernatural ability of the second wind to finish well and and that you will get the prize that he's always called Mm -hmm. you to. So take courage, my friends. Take courage, you mothers that your job is so incredibly important. It's so incredibly beautiful, and the world would be lost without you. So we just thank you, and we bless you today in Jesus' mighty name.
1: In Jesus'
0: name. Thank you so
1: much, Julie. Yes, I've loved it. All right, we've got to go on a double date now that I've got all this
0: Oh, yes, all all this this time. time. All
1: this quiet. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Let's compare notes. Thank you so much. My pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to the Candy Gibbs podcast.
1: For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.